welcome to the Yak Sports Podcast with Joe Deck and Leela McRae. Joe, we got a lot to talk about this week, man. There was a lot, a lot has happened. I don't even know what I'm most excited about. The Super Bowl was, you know, a good game. We had Virginia Tech beating the Cavaliers tonight. I went and saw some high school basketball. Where do you want to start? Let's probably start with the Super Bowl. I mean, it's the biggest right. event right. in the world. So I think it makes sense to start with the Super Bowl. So my investments went poorly. Let's let's just start. Oh, someone's did was. <laughs> I, I was I thought I was covered my bases. I was gonna make a little money no matter what. And it just the lower the scoring the game was, the worse it hurt me. So you took the over? No, I didn't, but I just needed more offense. I need more production. No, I mean, yes, I needed some people on the Bengals to score that yeah. didn't score. But Cooper yeah. Cup scoring helped. Yeah. Um Cooper's Cup scoring two twice helped. Um I had the under, I had the Rams money line on one. And a Cooper Cup touchdown. So that hitting uh, put me in the positive on FanDuel. And then the uh, Bengals plus four and a half under and Cooper Cup touchdown put me way over on DraftKings because that was one of my free bets that I had from from them that uh, I put some money on and won quite a bit of money there. So the Super Bowl was a success. Uh, I had the Rams scoring first which was good. Um, there was a brief so, like, moment in time, just for your information, there was a brief moment in time where I told you I thought you could bet the outcome of the coin toss. Turns out DraftKings noticed that little loophole and canceled the bet, gave me my money back. But Oh, really? Yeah, yeah so you can't. <laughs> you can't in Virginia bet on those coin toss, national anthems, uh, none of that. Um, it's got to be somehow related but, to the game. You know, I wasn't that far away from making some money. Uh, cause yeah. I had a, you know, I, I was more Bengal heavy. I, I had a Rams bet with a free bet to mm-hmm. like kind of cover my bases, but, uh, I, I needed some more offense to go with that, that, that we didn't get. We were close. Stafford was close to the number I needed. Um, but which number did you, I, take? you know what, you know, it, it's kind of like how the stretch of these playoffs were like a lot of close games, a lot of, it could have gone either way. Like I wasn't stupid to have the Bengals. They easily could have won that game mm-hmm. if they just score in the middle of the fourth quarter, they win that game. If they are able to make that final drive, which is asking a lot, we see it happen, but when it's asking a lot, um, so they were close. So I don't feel stupid with my bets. I just feel unlucky a little bit, just especially with Stafford, just like being like seven yards shy of what I needed him to have or something. Uh, so um, I don't know. I, you know, the Bengals, as we, I think acknowledged in our talks, they're going to have to address the offensive line in the off season. Mm-hmm. But lucky for them, everything else, I mean, they have a lot of weapons on offense. They have some great defensive playmakers, and they've really worked on the defense the last two years. I think at one point they put up that graphic with all the, like, seven new starting defenders there. So, like, they really can concentrate on adding to their offensive line this season and and not lose a whole lot. They're going to pay one guy, but, you know, they can can be good. I'm probably rooting against that as a Steelers fan, but, Mm -hmm. like, they can be good. The Rams – they dumped in for the season and it paid off. So I know some people kind of had some negatives to say about the Rams, you know, buying a Super Bowl. I was like, they're within the rules. You know, they're not paying some like luxury tax that the Yankees are playing year yeah. after year after year. They they're in the, within the rules. They got the players. They won the game, and so and they even battled injuries. I mean, they didn't have OBJ the whole game. They lost to the people throughout the season. So credit to them. They got it done. Good job getting Stafford in there. I, I feel good for Stafford. Like, I don't have anything wrong with Stafford. He lost for so long in Detroit. So, that's good for him. That's fine. It's just not the way I bet it. So, 
I, you know, it was an entertaining game. I won't say it was some well-played, great display of football. I didn't feel like it felt like a 1 p.m. Sunday game, <laughs> the way the game was played. Like, but, you know, it was enjoyable. It was a football game. It was close. Stuff was online. I thought it was, I thought overall it was a good, good solid game, good showing for the NFL. Yeah. Um, I, I felt the running game for both teams was non-existent. Um, and there were times where the Rams were running that I was kind of like, I don't even know why you're doing this anymore. Like it's, it yeah. hasn't been there the whole game. Like it's just not there today. Like you're going to, Matt Stafford's going to have to win this game for you. And when OBJ got hurt and they didn't have Robert Woods, uh, who had gotten hurt way, way earlier. And, um, moving pretty good. yeah, the other receiver, uh, was out too, or their tight end, excuse me, um, yeah. was out before the game. Uh, so at that point I'm like, all right, it's going to be the Cooper cup show. And I kind of need that. So for investments, so it, it ended up working out. Matt Stafford hit my over on yards. Um, but yeah, he hit my other over, but I had other. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Um, that but was, that was my like seven, seven parlay that was going to, you know, change my tax bracket. The, the one that pushed me <laughs> over the edge was the Cooper cup touchdown, but the one that got me to the edge on plus or minus uh, investments on FanDuel was the over. I took an alternate line over four and a half sacks in the game. And at halftime, I wasn't feeling great about that for the Rams. That second half though. I mean, it was just, I was counting them. The people at the party (laughs) knew what we needed because I wasn't the only one with investments, but everybody knew what everybody needed. And we were sitting there counting. I was like, two, three, four. (laughs) And then I was like, I should have went higher. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I should have went higher. But, um, (laughs) It, to me, look, I, I thought it was a it was a good enough play game. Um, Cooper Cup did really well. The Bengals had their moments, but their offensive line is not good, and no. th- that's what killed them. They they just yeah. could not protect, and the Rams' but defensive still, line got there. There's still a penalty call or not on defense? Uh, that, like, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of like there's a lot of stuff down the stretch there that just kind of. Like if it just goes here's my thing way, with the Bengals though, right? Bengals win that game. Sure. Here's my thing with that. Cause I know a lot of Bengals fans are like, Oh my gosh, uh, that one holding call was terrible. Okay. Well, your first yeah, play of the second down. half Oof. was not a touchdown. You, no. your guy grabbed Jalen Ramsey's yeah. face mask and threw him to the ground. So, okay. Take the Rams seven and take your seven and you still lose. And I don't feel like the Bengals were cheated. I just, you know, like as those penalties bounded up there in the goal line, right around the two. The second mark, one was definitely pass interference. That was definitely. The first a one was like, ah, the second one was. And then like, then the other one was, it's just like, it kind of got worse. I don't know. Like it, it just it extended their opportunities. If you get eight plays to score inside the 10 yard line, you're, you're going to score. And the NFL, it's just, you're going to score. Mm-hmm. I know some people on Twitter were immediately like, oh, you've got to let them score. So you have time to go. I don't know, man. It's not Tom Brady on the other side of the field. I don't. I mean, if I'm no, and here's my problem to with stop that. Him like you did, mm-hmm. and and know that like it's not Tom Brady coming down the field. It's a second year quarterback, Joe Burrow, and you're not going to have any running ability. So like, these are the same people though that were saying you got to let Patrick Mahomes score when they were up four against the Chiefs, and they didn't yeah, let Patrick Mahomes score, and they won. So uh, whenever you're up four, I don't like the let them score a touchdown when it's a two point game. I'm all for letting them score the touchdown because they're going to get the field goal and run out the clock if you don't. So I'm I'm all for that then. But when you're up four and they need the touchdown, I'm I'm all for locking defense there. Like just saying, defense, we need you. And look, the defense wasn't good enough. That Eli Apple guy 
got torched a few times and was not good. Uh, but it, it's a tough break for the Bengals. I, I would say, yes, if they improve their offensive line, they definitely have a shot at getting back there. But I think they're going to contend, if they, and they're going to do that. They're okay, gonna, but I want to say this. I want to say this. We act like, oh, well, these guys, you know, both of these teams were really good. They're both going to be back, obviously. That's not that's not normal. That's not usually the case. So we may never see Joe Burrow back in a Super Bowl. Like, that may be the case. Uh, and I will say this. I saw some people saying this, and I was like, I don't disagree with this. In fact, I said it last week. I don't think the Bengals were nearly the best team in the AFC. I think the Chiefs are better than they are. I think the Bills are better than they are. I think early, like, early futures are saying that. Yeah, so I don't think it's like some slam dunk that even if the Bengals get one or two offensive linemen, like they're going to be right back I think, here. I, I, I guess I'm saying that they, I am not saying they can't. I, you know, like there used to be that thing if you lost the Super Bowl, like usually it was like a nosedive the next right. year. I, I, I think they're going to contend. I think they're going to be strong in the division. They're going to like be in the playoffs. Now, are they back in the Super Bowl? Not necessarily, but I just I, I think they're built the right way to compete here for a couple of years until they're going to have to pay to pay uh, the quarterback. Third. And so we'll see here. We got a couple year window here. I think like they have a lot of the pieces where they need it. They just need to improve their offensive line. So I think they can compete. Um, they're also going to have a tougher schedule though. They're not going to have the fourth place in the division schedule. They're going to have the first place in the division schedule. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just like, I guess today it's felt like the knee jerk reaction. And I guess that's the tone I'm coming with is listening to a little bit of ESPN radio this morning and a podcast. And it just was like the name Dan Marino keeps getting applied and all this. And it's like, man, they are they're You know, I don't even know if Joe Burrow's day. Dan Marino yet. Like, let's calm down. Yeah. But also like, he's not, you know, destined never to go to another Super Bowl. Like he's, it could, it could, it could happen. They could go. I think like, they're set up the right way. Like I just, I'm not writing them all. And it seems so negative today. And it was so like such little things could go different and they win that ball game. They didn't get torched today. They didn't give up some huge lead yesterday. Like it was a good game that they very much were in and had their opportunities. So I'm just not here to torch them today and be like, Oh yeah, that was their only chance. They're destined to never go there again. And Joe Burrow, that's it. And it's just like, I just know it seemed negative today. And it's just that knee jerk. Side. It's Monday morning. It's, it's the same thing every week of the season. They just react to what they saw yesterday, whatever the final was. And I don't know. I think they, I think all the NFL this year was like, there was no Patriots there. There was no sure thing. I mean, we thought green Bay might be a sure thing and look what they did. So I was going to say, I, I don't even think the Rams are the best team in the league and they won the super bowl. The Rams aren't the best team in the NFL this year. Yeah. So, how about some of the other stuff surrounding the Super Bowl? I thought I the, the broadcast of it all, I thought started strong with the anthem. I really thought that was I thought really the anthem good. was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, from uh, the Mickey Guyton lady, she's very good. And uh, I thought it was very strong. I think it's been under-talked about today. But then that rock introduction thing was about the worst thing I've seen on an As a person who hates The Rock, I loved it. Because I was like, see, I've been (laughs) telling you people for years he's a fraud. And this was was amazing. Oh, my goodness. It was tough. It was so bad. So bad. Um, But then I guess everybody's going to talk about halftime. The halftime show was designed for Leland McRae. They said, hey, Leland what you want to see. And I said, Hey, here's my mixed CD from high school. Make as much of this happen as you can. 
and they took a genre from that and hammered it, and I loved it. Uh, if it if they had Alan Jackson come out, I saw the uh, tweet, and it's so accurate. If they had Alan Jackson and uh, you know George Strait come out in the middle of it, it would have been my mix CD from high school. So like they were going for me, and they nailed it. It makes me feel old because I remember a decade of why do they keep bringing these old groups nobody cares about anymore, and now. I finally realized, oh, I'm about to be in that demographic that they're, they're going to start aiming towards. So I'm, I'm excited for future Super Bowls, too. But I liked it. I thought it was good. Yeah, I liked it, too. I thought it was awesome. Um, it wasn't over the top. Like, no. They had a pretty good – like, a, it was a lot to that set, but it was, like, still simple enough that it didn't take away. And, like, last year with The weekend just went so hard on theatrics – like this was simpler and good and it, it just let the seniors do it and didn't get in the way too much with the other stuff. And I, 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 if you're not into that genre, I think you can respect that was a good show and you know, it wasn't annoying or anything else that you're worried about from a halftime show. And it, I thought it was good. I just thought it was good for everybody. If you don't like the music, fine, but I, it was well done. Yeah. I was going to say not everybody is going to like Every halftime show. So I, yeah. I'm fine with that. And and again, like if this isn't your kind of music, you didn't grow up listening to it, like, okay. But as a person who has listened to a little bit, I don't I don't listen to a ton of it. Didn't listen to a ton of it growing up, but I listened to some of it. I and did. and for me, I was like, All right, this is I like this. I remember these songs. This is cool. And um I, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed and it I a lot. I thought it was I, I thought it was very solid performance all the way around. The only one I didn't recognize his songs was Kendrick Lamar, but that's because he's still the, kind of the current artist. <laughs> and so he was, I guess, trying to get some of his new ones out. I was like, no, dude, go to your hits. Like, what are you doing? But yeah, he needed to do that Black Panther song. Yeah, I was like, you need to go to your hits. I don't know what you're doing here. But outside of that, I mean, Snoop Dogg, Dre, Eminem. from the ceiling. Yeah, 50 Cent from the ceiling. But that was in his music video, which I was reminded of. Yeah, I had forgotten yeah, about the yeah, music yeah. video. So... Like at first, I was like, "Why is he upside down?" And then, like, There's someone's like, "It was in the music video." It's like, uh-huh. and then he might want to revisit that one, but that's fine. Yeah, and I can say that I I should be beside him. But um, yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Man, this is this is hilarious." And then, like, the whole time though, I'm like, "That's not the right words." Um, but <laughs> yes, they the edits were were interesting, and like me lip syncing what I know, I like they might as well just let it go because my kids were hearing it either way. So. <laughs> but I just, you know, I was laughing. I was like, okay, this is fine. I enjoyed it, and um, I thought it was good. Yeah, I, I liked it better than I've liked some of the ones recently. Like, weekends was okay for me. Like, I I recognized some of the songs, and they, were, I've, you know, he did a good job. But yeah, it was a lot going on, and this one, I, I like you said, I liked the weekend, and so I was, I just thought it was too much last year. You I guess know, was, the other one that I'm thinking of that I really, really didn't like was Maroon 5's. I thought the Maroon 5 one was terrible. I hated it from start to finish. And so for me, not being that, I'm all about it. Yeah. I was waiting for the Tupac hologram. That's, that's yeah, the only thing I was waiting for. But, or just Tupac. You know, we, mm-hmm. they say he's still alive. Well, so we had okay, a kind of a spoiler thing, alert. Like, he's after we didn't see the hologram, I was like, next year we just get Tupac, we get Elvis, we get Michael Jackson back. Like, Where is it we'll next year? We get all year? these people that are fake dead, and we'll get them all back for a halftime show. I wonder if they're going to keep doing what they did. I guess it depends on where the next Super Bowl is. i got to look it up here. But well, uh, it, In uh, Arizona. Glendale. Is it really? And then it's in Vegas, and then it's in New Orleans. So if it's in Arizona, yeah, I don't know too many Arizona artists. I was wondering if they're going to keep with that. 
Eh, I think it's easy. It's I mean, it's too easy in LA to do that. Like you could have, yeah, you, you had choices to do for like LA, California people. Yeah, but I don't necessarily have a problem with doing that. It's my, my point is if, yeah. if there's artists in that area using a local artist, cause I think it makes sense. Um, I bet you when it's in Vegas, it's probably like somebody that's like set up in Vegas, Dean Martin. you know, like, Maybe not Celine Dion or something, but you know, hologram like Dean Martin, back by then, Frank Sinatra. Something. I don't know. Something. Something. Hologram rap. The next year, I think you could have like a New Orleans theme and then, you know, plug somebody into. I mean, they always have a, like a range of people to a degree. Yeah. So, but I thought, I thought it was good. I liked it. Do you, uh, I know we weren't into the commercials, but do uh, you have any comments of the ones you did catch? <sighs> The Jordan Peele movie I'm interested in. I'm interested in a lot of his movies. So that one, I know it's on your notes here. That one did pique my interest. Outside of that... Did you did you see the last one? I saw The Get Out, but I didn't see the last one. I heard it wasn't as good. Uh, What was that one called? I did see it. Us. Us. Us, yes. I did see Us. It was... I liked it. I mean, it was different. Okay. All his movies are different. So, yeah. like, you just got to understand, it's going to be weird. One. Like, you're going in, it's going to be weird. And you just got to be okay with that. And so for me, I was like, all right, it's weird, but I like it. And um, I thought he did good. So this one, I was like, all right. Uh, I am not uh, – other than that, though, no. I uh, The commercials for me are just not as good as I remember them being when yeah. I was younger. So I, I liked – I was excited about the Jurassic Park preview, um, Dominion. Uh, the last movie was terrible, so I've been really pessimistic about it. But seeing the preview, and I saw it the night before, so I was able to like kind of concentrate on it a little bit better. Um, you know, having like pretty much all the stars from all the you know the first three, and then the, and then the new ones um, all kind of being there, I think looks cool. I think like they're doing their best to draw me in again. So uh, I still don't know if I'm movie theater or not. I'm, I'm trying to decide, but uh, I'm more excited than I thought I would because that last movie, the Fallen Kingdom movie for Jurassic World, was absolutely terrible so uh as long as it's better than that i'll i'll be happy um uh for other you know more traditional commercials i i saw people making fun of it today i thought the disney plus goats where they had like the goats dressed up like disney characters of stuff they have on disney plus i thought was funny i i like i you know the kids liked it that kind of thing um and then there's animals eating the doritos and started singing and stuff and there was the ooh baby baby song i i like that i i thought it was funny but Generally, yeah, they're not that they're not as great. I honestly, you know, I had such low expectations. I guess like I'm just not. You know, I, thought, I think I said I'm not. A, like, I'm not bothered by it anymore because I have terrible. no expectations. Yeah, I yeah, just go I'm in thinking this is going to be the commercials and I'm not going to like them. And there's, I mean, yeah. some throw celebrities in there I don't care for, like Zach Braff. I, if that guy retired tomorrow, I would not miss him. I missed that one. I I saw like the Austin Powers reboot oh, thing, and God. I mean, uh, what else was there? George Strait was in a rocket at some point. I was, I, I yeah. Were, I just, I mean, underrated. a lot of those, a lot of those commercials. I was just like, I, yeah. we're wasting seven million dollars. Whoever put the QR code up, idiots. <laughs> I like, I was like, that's seven million dollars. I've seen a lot of reaction to it today, so it's probably you're probably wrong. I think uh, they probably. Well, I didn't scan it. it. I don't know who had it. So that's seven million. I, I mean, I didn't scan it either, but people were posting videos of them reacting to it and screaming, you know, like with the whole sit in the corner and all that. So. Cool. Yeah. No one at where I yeah. was scanned it. We all sat there, and I was, and someone was yeah, like, "Well, I mean, we have to scan it, don't we?" And I was like, "No." 
If they're dumb enough to pay $7 million to not tell me who they are, I'm going to make sure they wasted it. That's No, scanning, the just because there's a code on the TV and you scan it immediately, that's how Russia gets us. Like, yep. That's, that's how yep. it's going to happen. Yep, and we're not going to delve into that yet. That's not at the <laughs> end, but that's exactly how they get us. <laughs> All right. Uh, so the next best thing that I'm excited about is I got this hokey basketball win over UVA. I know, I know Jeff's always excited when there's something for us to talk about for UVA <laughs> basketball. So Jeff, here it is. It's time to talk UVA basketball right now. I've, uh, I've waited oh, for that's it. That's so mean. <laughs> Tech has won six in a row. I seriously today was saying, I expect to win this game. It's not just that I really want to. I just, I thought everything was lined up. We we're playing better basketball. I, I know UVA just beat Duke a week ago. That means nothing to me. I came into this expecting a win, and we got it. And I feel like a lot of the times that I legitimately come into a game, a big game, you know, a bigger game. This is more big because of the rivalry than it is some high ranking. But, like, some of these Duke games in the past where they've come in and I've expected to win, we've done it, And even, even if it is an upset. And so I was really happy with the win tonight. I was so happy that UVA was 0 for from 3. That, that just made me happy. And seeing Tony Bennett worked up, you know, I'm not saying he, I mean, he's a great coach. Every team should want him as their coach. Seeing him worked up, seeing him, you can read his lips and seeing the words he's saying, that didn't bother me at all. That really didn't bother me at all. So I was happy to get that win. I was going to say it was uncharacteristic to see him that animated. I haven't watched a ton of UVA basketball this year. Maybe that's a theme for this year because it's been a frustrating year. But um, Virginia Tech played really well tonight in terms of defensively and then getting to the free throw line and making those free throws. It wasn't a great night from three, but they did good enough. They had some timely ones. And yeah. as you said, UVA not hitting one. In, in, today, in 2022, you cannot win college basketball games not making a three. And so for UVA to not make a three, that was the difference in the game to me. And, and they said that. Like, well, last week they only hit two to beat Duke. I was like, yeah, but if they don't hit any, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. Like, if they hit yeah. two in that game, Maybe it goes they needed like the they right needed time. the second one to win the game. So yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, if you hit none, that's and, and and so here's the other thing. And, and this was I almost texted you when he made it, but I was like, I don't want to be, I don't want to text it and then Virginia Tech blow it and Leland get mad at me. But that one where Alume uh, has the ball or Aluma has the ball and he does the fadeaway turnaround as the shot clock expires and it went in the jumper with like oh, a minute. And change left to go up eight. When that went in, I was like, "That's game." Like that was yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was turn around, fade away as the shot clock is expiring. Drill it, and he you can see him say something, and I was like, "He's probably saying that's it. They're dead." Like because they didn't, they couldn't make a three. They just they couldn't. They had a couple opportunities there in the first half, and then in the second half as well, where it looked like they were going in for dunks, and Tech would block it. And yeah. when that happened, I was like, that's not being ready to play here. And look, Castle, I mean, I think uh, the broadcaster talked about it. Castle's Dolman. 60 years old. That place is rocking, though. And to see that atmosphere, it just shows you, like, if you can string together some success, that's a fan base that will support the hell out of you. Like, yep. and yep. they have not been good this year. But this is six in a row. They are now starting. I thought he put it perfectly. They're starting to get into the conversation of the bubble. They're not on the bubble, but they're getting in the conversation of the bubble. And play UNC next. You beat them, the conversation gets a lot louder. Oh, yeah. 
And, well, and that's the thing. You're pretty much going to have to win out and then win a couple games in the ACC tournament. But the, tonight was a huge win. You had to have it. And, and they did. They came out. They played ready. They were ready to go. They played well enough. Again, ideally, I'd like to shoot a little better from the perimeter, but they did what they needed to tonight to get the win, and that was very important. And I, I thought this was the Virginia Tech team that we thought we were going to see more often this year. Even when they don't shoot well, they're going to play well enough defensively and they're going to have timely plays to be able to win when they don't necessarily have their best shooting night. And we saw it tonight. It helps when you're playing another team in UVA that doesn't really score a ton and likes to slow slow the pace down. And that's why I think Virginia Tech is a matchup nightmare for UVA. UVA, usually when they play, they're slow-paced. They're playing teams that don't play as good of defense as they do. Virginia Tech plays really, really good defense. And so when they play a team that is as committed to defense as they are, it's a problem for them. And again, we talked about they didn't hit a three the whole night. Yeah, Clark going over for the game. I mean, that was something it else, too. No, it doesn't hurt my feelings. But I'm just saying, like, that... That's a factor there. And so for UVA to lose this game, it hurts because I, both of these teams needed this win. And for UVA, I mean, they, they can get it back. You know, you go out and you beat Miami. Okay, they you're back in it. Again, too. Yeah, you're back in it. But Ain't Florida State, like they got, they got they have, the top. They have games they have ahead of them that can get left. them back in the conversation. Yeah. But right. this hurts because at Miami, now if you lose at Miami, that's hello NIT. Like, that's going to be hard to get back into the conversation. Just, I mean, if Virginia Tech gets pantsed by UNC on Saturday, it's going to be hard to get back in the conversation. But I, we, we can't lose two. We, like, I think we can lose one and still be talking about it. Like, I, don't, I don't think you just like stamp NIT with, with the one more loss. Now, if you get rolled in, in one of them, maybe so. But like, we really haven't gotten rolled in games this year. Like, we, we've been in battles. So, like, I don't want to lose a game. I don't want to test my theory, but I think like we don't have to just write it off as soon as they lose a game. Now, my, I, you know, UVA, I'd say, even though they lost today, I'm, I'm almost a little bit similar with that because of the level of teams they have left. When you have Miami, Duke, and Florida State, and all that's in a row, that's a tough stretch of a schedule. But like, if you do lose one of those but win the other two, like it, it's gonna help keep you in the conversation. So I, I, I'm not saying they weren't in the tournament coming into today. I think you got to win out. I'm not saying in, I am not saying in, I'm just saying worth talking about, not just, you know, you're done, get out of here. We're stopped talking about it. I, I think they can afford a loss, a close loss to any team. Both teams can to who they have up, depending on the right teams. And you can still mention it, but it's going to make it harder. And I, I know neither team like wants that to be part of their formula. Yeah, I just think, I think for Tech, if you lose a heartbreaker in one of those, maybe. But so Miami or UNC is, yeah. is the one before. You got to beat. You got to win at Georgia Tech and Clemson. I mean, yeah. you got to do that. And yep. then you got to beat whoever you lose to. But for UVA, I think they got to win out. Otherwise, I don't think you're in the tournament. Yeah. Maybe you're I, on the bubble. Maybe, but I, if you're on the bubble and you're not in the tournament, who cares? So. You end up not caring, but it's still worth it's worth talking about. It's not you know roll your eyes at the at the idea. 
All right. Um, the Virginia Tech women, though, man, they keep on winning these big games. Third in the ACC, you know, Hall of Fame for JMU, uh, soon to be inducted, uh, Kenny Brooks. He hasn't been playing great. He's done a great job at Tech. It's just been some ups and downs, but it's it's been more ups than downs. He's got that program in a good way. They keep building on their success. And I think this year you're seeing a lot of, of fruits of those labors, of, of, of the other success, breeding success. And, and they're sitting there third in the ACC, only three ACC losses on the season. I think it was like two weeks ago I mentioned, hey, there's a path for them to host some NCAA games. It's looking better and better every, every week because they just keep on beating some good teams. Uh, and their losses are reasonable. So I want them to keep that up. I want them to have that opportunity. Still might be on the outside looking in on something like that, but I love that it's even a, a possibility. Because when you're talking about hosting, excuse me, hosting games, being in the tournament's kind of an afterthought. I mean, they, they are feeling really good about that. So I'm pumped for Kenny. Um, always like it when people from our area perform well. And uh, they're doing that. And, uh, and I, I really don't mind it happening in Maroon and uh, orange jersey. As, as much as I like to do it in purple jerseys, I, I really like him doing it in the maroon and orange. I say it was a big week for him. He got announced as a yeah. member of the JMU Hall of Fame class that's going in. A lot of familiar names on that list. I was going to say that's, and I sent it to you. I was like, I was there when these people were there. Does that mean I'm old now? And that, that was what the Super Bowl show was for me. Oof. Like, that's my prime of music. And like, those people for Go JMU, that's your prime of. JMU fandom. So. Yeah, Lowry and baseball. Then you had uh, Kenny Brooks and you had Don Evans. And I was like, oh my gosh. I had the quarterback. Landers. Yeah, uh, quarterback. yeah Landers. Landers. I was like, all these people were there when I was there. This is not okay. Um, but it's cool for, uh, it's for, cool uh, for them. For him and her to go in at the same time. Yes, it is. And I think that's awesome. And um, I'm, as, as you said, I'm happy for Kenny Brooks. He's doing great things there at Virginia Tech. And it's a very tough conference in the ACC. And he has built that program up from a pretty rough situation when he got there uh, to yeah. to where it is now, which is, as you said, third in the ACC. Um, women were pretty good when I was in, in college. They hosted mm-hmm. NCAA games when I was in college. Like, it was, a, you know, they were solid then, but uh, they really dropped down. So I'm, yeah. I'm glad they're back. And How's your VCU women? VCU women had a big win this weekend as well. Yeah. Uh, they upset previously unbeaten in the A-10 Dayton. So with that win, VCU has pulled themselves up to a – much better place in the A-10 standings than they were uh, a few weeks ago. They're on a roll getting some wins, and they're going to try to take that win streak. I don't want to say what it is because I hope it just keeps on improving, and I don't have to say what it was. Like Dayton was 13 wins before VCU got a hold of them uh, at Dayton. And really what was a very, very tight game. And down the stretch, VCU nailed some big shots. Uh, Madison Haddix-Covington and Sarah Tibiasu both having absolutely huge games for VCU at Dayton. And they find that win. They've got St. Bonaventure coming up at home on Wednesday. And then they go to rival George Mason on the weekend. And I will be calling the St. Bonaventure game. I will be at the George Mason game. Um, I went there this weekend. I'll talk more about that in a minute. But... um, going back there to watch another basketball game this time to watch the VCU women and uh, hopefully watch VCU sweep there at George Mason in a couple weekends time. But uh, VCU women have been playing really, really good here down the stretch and they're getting hot at the right time. So when you want to get hot is going into your conference tournament so you can make some noise there and see what you can do. And right now, I mean, VCU's, I guess, like we said last week, uh, they won the A-10 as a four seed last year. Right now, that's right about where they are. So they want to keep Maybe see if you can be an even higher seed, possibly, if you can 
pull it off. But uh, if not, you you know you can do it, and it'll be interesting to see what these what this women's team can do. Right now, they they went out and they beat one of the tougher teams in the A10. Now, Rhode Island is a team that was a game that was postponed. It looks like it may not be rescheduled just because of the time frame between when the conference tournament's going to start and when the regular season's going to end. There's not really a lot of open dates. So if they don't have to play Rhode Island, that's good news for VC women because that's another team that was still unbeaten in the A10. They're really, really good. Um, and right now, they are the, the leader in the clubhouse in the A10. But hey, any given day, the A10, uh, yeah. a team, anybody can beat anybody there. I saw some ladies play basketball today. We were at the varsity or JV and then varsity games there at Riverheads. We had Little League Knights, so the, the black teams, both the black teams got to come out on the court between the games, uh, which was nice. They had it where uh, the players kind of made a tunnel for the girl or the Little Leaguers to come out through, which is cool. And then um, for the varsity team to come out, uh, maybe those were the JV players then, but then the, when the varsity team came out, the Little Leaguers lined up and they came out. So that it was cool for them to be a part of the show there and and watch some uh, basketball at a higher level. Uh, the black teams had a rough weekend, so it was good for them to see some, you know, basketball that closer to the way it's supposed to look. Oh my uh, but Riverhead, they won the against uh, Waynesboro tonight, uh, and that was uh, two in a row for them. Uh, but they have a huge one coming up this week against Gap, and that's going to decide who's a higher seed in 1B, and, uh, and that's like that 2-3 seed area. So, you know, if, if, if it goes according to seed, could decide who hosts a playoff game between these two, you know, cross-county rivals or, you know, backyard brawl right there. So that's a big game this week uh, right before the regions. It's both the team's uh, season finale. So that's something to watch about on the, on the girls' side there uh, this week. As, as everything's wrapping up, they'll start regions uh, next week, and, and we have a lot of fun basketball ahead of us. We do. And, you know, when it comes to the girls' side, you know, like we've said, it's Ford is definitely that – best team and then you're looking at Wilson and Stanton right there with each other I know Wilson uh lost to Stanton this week so that allowed Stanton to stay in that conversation there but Stanton just can they they other than Fort it's like Stanton can beat anybody but they mm -hmm. can also lose to anybody yeah and <laughs> so coach Payne I'm sure is a little frustrated about the second part of that statement yeah. Uh, but yeah they have uh they're six and four right behind Wilson so um it'll be an interesting tournament for sure because I think Fort's going to win. I would be surprised if Fort doesn't at this point, seeing as they haven't had. Oh, it's their district tournament. They're going to 3C region. So, oh, that's um, right. There is no district tournament. You're right. Yeah. I keep forgetting yeah. that. So, um, hey, but Fort has a good chance to advance, I think. I agree with, I agree with Fort. Hack they got to get to that region championship, though. That's going to be They got to get to the championship game, and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm optimistic for that. I just, I'm worried, you know, seeing that they've lost to TA, who TA is strong in that region uh -huh. this year. Uh, you don't have. Spotswood as good as they usually are, I believe. I, I, you don't have Broadway. Um, so I'm just optimistic that Fort can, that style can surprise whoever else is going to come in there. And, and if they do, you know, get another one against TA, maybe they can fare better and maybe win that thing. Uh, you know, volleyball, volleyball surprised us in that 3C. Uh, not surprised. I mean, they were great. Um, but all of a sudden they won the region and, and kept going. And I, I'm hopeful for basketball. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, on the boys' side, though, man, just when you think you got it figured out, <laughs> Fort started to come on strong, and then Buffalo Gap beat them back down this week. Um, that's big for Buffalo Gap uh, because they needed to do 
solid here down the stretch, but it just seems like Fort is too Jekyll and Hyde. And I think that's definitely going to be a problem for them in Region 3C because there's a whole lot of good there. And if it's you're not inconsistent. That than they were last year. Like last year, they were that way. They just wound up in first. Like, it's been consistent. I felt they were better last year, though. Like, I just felt like they were more consistent last year. And. Uh, when they went, they went to like three losses, I had three or four. Like, I mean, it wasn't like a 10 and two record. Maybe. Or, I don't, you know, maybe. I don't remember that. But I, I thought I remembered them being more dominant and like them and Wilson. Neck and neck they came with on each strong other, at the end, and they, it just seemed like their last man standing is how I looked at it last year. And like early, you didn't see it, and then all of a sudden they just went on a, a pretty solid tear. But like you could always remember those early losses. Like I know Riverheads beat them last year, and it's not like Riverheads was incredible. So I, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, I just think they're going to be in trouble. And Wilson, you know, that's the best boys team in the district. But again, I just I don't Region Three C is going to be a task. I, I yeah, don't see I, anyone coming out on the boys side. I really think Gap and 1B is my is our our biggest hope. Oh, okay. You're right. You're right. I think game. they will get I think they will get to a region championship. I do think they will be one and done in the state tournament, but they will get there. Yeah. I, I think Alta Vista and Alta Vista has a history of being pretty tough. Um mm-hmm. I think that was the last basketball game that I had a front row seat for uh <laughs> in high school. Um was against Alta Vista and they and they they've had their ups and downs, but it's been more ups than downs for Alta Vista, especially in that region. So uh, they're pretty good, and they've had some battles with Riverheads in that one B. I, I Riverheads is not built to be back in that spot this year, and and you can kind of see it coming this year that they weren't going to be quite what they were those couple years, especially with the the Painter led teams. Um, but hey, they got a couple wins here against Waynesboro these last couple of days that'll help some seeding for one B. Uh, but they close with Gap, and that's a that's going to be a tough one. If they can go win that one, they could really you know make a jump I think in one B because they'd be beating another good one B team, but. Um, I, I, I wouldn't predict it that way. So. I would not either. All right. Uh, the wrestling's coming up. We got a bunch of people in it. We're not going to run through all of them by any means again. Um, we were trying to get a wrestling-related guest this week, and we failed to get it in time. So maybe on a results-oriented uh, uh, interview after the tournament, we'll do that. But pay attention to Twitter. Uh, I think Yak Sports will be retweeting at least some stuff or help getting people connected with the ones to follow. Because I love Friday and Saturday of the state tournament for wrestling and all the updates you get and uh, knowing when there's upsets and stuff. I just, I love it. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what Wilson can do at three in class three. And I'm really looking forward to see what Riverheads can do in class one and then some individuals um, otherwise. But those two teams, I'm looking to see how high they can go. Riverheads, I'm expecting second and then I'm hoping for first. And, uh, that seems like a tall ask, but that's how good Riverheads is. And Wilson, I'm just, I want to see what they can do. And they've, they've done well in the past years. So that's the stuff to watch out for wrestling. We'll talk a lot about wrestling next week as uh, there just wasn't any wrestling this week. I think Stuart Strapp hosted the 2B tournament. Um, it's so hard to find information on wrestling until this postseason. Uh, but uh, we're looking forward to the state tournament next week. So we'll be following that. Uh, Joseph. How's the Olympics going for you? Have you been watching any more than you than you had been? No, I didn't get to watch too much this week, um, which was disappointing. Um, I had been following hockey scores. I saw where our men's team is doing well, which is, I will well, say, I think that's, yeah, I think that is um, them benefiting from the NHL players not being there. I, I don't think our men's team is doing this good if it, if the NHL players are there. One, I don't think we beat Canada. 
And two, I think some of those other European uh, Scandinavian teams are will play better than we are. Can I say that I think this is an indicator that we might need to revert. I, I said this for basketball. Like, let's let's play the college kids. Let's play the amateurs for um, no, because well, because in other years, in Never other years, if pro, if other countries send their professional players, they're going to get killed. I don't want them to have professionals either. I, I want. OK, well, then you're asking the NHL and the owners to bar players from going again. Well, they've done it before. Like, like why not? Like up until a time they had amateurs, like at, at some point. At some point, they started letting them in. So I, because like I don't think it, that's I think in the bigger picture, that's not how you help the sport grow. I think, especially for basketball, it has grown, and I think I, I don't know. I think like I don't know. I just think it'd be better for the Olympics. I think the IOC should want that. Like I think I think it disvalues it when America can be terrible and still go win the gold. Like I don't I don't see. I think we've grown the game so much and the world's gotten so much better at basketball. Like I, I would be happy to watch more. I'd watch more USA basketball if it, if it didn't have the NBA. Cause I, I, I would know the no. college kids that are going to it. I would know, I would know them and I would find that interesting. And I don't care about Carmelo Anthony. I don't watch him play his professional sport. I don't want to watch him in the USA Jersey either. No. I just, I like, it's never going to get better than 92 was like, you're never going to achieve that again. And all, all the USA can do is be in an embarrass, like embarrass themselves. That's all. If they don't win a gold, it's an embarrassment. So I, I just rather, I just don't how you get, I just don't understand your logic of thinking not sending the best players possible is going to grow the sport. I, I think it was better when they had amateurs. I think it was better when you didn't. Oh have my gosh. I think it's more exciting. I talked to somebody today. I had lunch with somebody today that said, well, ever since they started sending professionals, I stopped watching it. It's like, okay. That's amazing. So they didn't watch the dream team. I, I, I guess that's what the time they were like, oh, this is. Wow. So the best, the best Olympic basketball has ever been. I didn't watch because I wasn't interested. I hate watching people that are good at their job. Terrible. I, I, there's something to say about amateurism. I mean, like all these other sports have amateurs in it. I, I don't say what you will about Joe Burrow, but I wish Nathan Peterman had been in that Super Bowl. I would have watched it. I mean, he's a professional player, so I'm confused. <laughs> only by only because somebody's paying them league minimum, not because he's actually talented professional. I mean, the Super Bowl is is a professional event. I, I, I'm struggling at your parallel here, but I'm saying okay, I like, like it when the best people are in the at the level and competing. I think it's ridiculous like if you have to say it's better across the board i don't like, think it's going to be better than the professionals playing no i couldn't tell you one like person on the usa hockey team i like watching college basketball tonight better than watching nba i like watching our nba players play in the olympics i don't okay i like watching college basketball better i like watching college football better than nfl football i don't I like that. the idea of Jokic dunking on some poor college kid, embarrassing him, and then we don't meddle. Because, well, I'm Leland saying, feels better saying, watching college no kids. No amateurs. The IOC stay no, no all amateurs. It's got to be amateurs. The IOC so, is never so going to do that. The IOC is not stupid. The IOC is not going to say, hey, did. we want the At best athletes. The IOC is not going to say, we want the best athletes except for this sport. At one point they did. So I, I don't know how they never would do that. They did that. Until 1988 or whatever it was when they changed. Like, 
Yeah, they changed the rules. It used to be you couldn't be a professional. And then they were like, wait, this is really dumb. The people who are best at this sport aren't participating. That's kind of dumb. Maybe we shouldn't do that. They're not going to go back. That would be so stupid. USA basketball was terrible this year. Like, you were like, it's because we didn't send our best players, Leland. We sent a bunch of goofy NBA players. So when was the last time we did? But that's not the world's problem. That's not the IOC's problem. The other countries are sending their best players. They're going to keep sending them. Oh my, my direct God. comparison is tonight I watch college basketball. I will watch no NBA like I do all winter. In the fall, I much prefer my Saturdays to my Sundays. Like I'm, I'm fine watching amateurs play these sports at a high level. I'm good. Not when it comes for a gold medal. I don't... And the other countries aren't going to do that, Leland. Lithuania and Spain and... Serbia aren't going to say, you know what, because the U.S. is sending college players, we're also no, going to send amateurs. It's, it's got to be the IOC. It's, it's not going to be And they're not going to do that. The IOC is not dumb. The IOC is not going to say, well, you know, the best American players aren't coming, so now none of the world can send their best players. I, I don't know why me, like, the fact if they're going to do it or not is relevant. You make arguments every single week on this podcast that people will never do. You're like, oh, this is, this is the way it should be done. Also, people should live under bridges, but, you know, and I don't see how that's relevant how to the argument right now. I wish that we didn't have that. I, I don't find it interesting to watch whether the IOC is going to do it or not is irrelevant. You wish for a playoff system that's never going to exist. We still talk about it too often. So there you go. I wish they did. I don't care to watch professional athletes in the Olympics. That's my that's my feeling. That's an insane take. That has got to be the dumbest thing ever said on this podcast, including when I said Roy Williams was going to be fired. That's a high bar. That's a high bar. I'd rather not watch, watch the best. I watched my downhill death races. There was less death than usual, but still entertaining. I'm happy about our women's hockey being in the final against Canada. Canada wearing those masks during the game and not dying. That's That was incredible. So that, that's good. It's sarcasm. A Russian figure skater. This is the one I wanted to talk about. She tests positive. She's not skating for Russia. She's skating for the Russian Olympic Committee or whatever it is. That's what it stands for. Because the IOC has no backbone. And instead of just saying Russia, you cheat and everything, you can't have these people in the Olympics. They form this subgroup thing that the athletes can still compete with that still has the name Russia on it still wear the same colors, and even in the sports that they're cheating nonstop in, and there you go, and they still get to win their medals. Well, now this girl, and I'm going to circle back, this girl, she's tested positive. She just won a gold medal. Big hub to dub big problem. Well, now, even though she's tested positive, they're going to let her take part in the next event, and if she wins it or she's on the medal stand, they won't do the medal ceremony. That fixes the whole problem, right? Just the medal ceremonies. So the other two athletes that didn't cheat that are on that medal stand potentially with her don't get that, their honor there because of her problem. The reason they did that is because she's 15 years old. And it's obvious that what's happening with this girl is not solely on her shoulders and the people around her are mistreating young people just for the sake of winning gold medals. I, it's absolutely just corrupt from all angles. And if you're so while I feel bad for the young woman, the 15 year old girl that's being hurt here, I 
wish the system worked in a way where it's quicker for that girl to suffer that's in that environment and then everybody else. Anybody else competing wouldn't have to win a medal and then get bumped up later and not know that they want to go. Just play it fair from the beginning. And, and also, if you, keep, if you keep it in that system, maybe this girl's not fed steroids. Maybe, like, they are not eager to give these young people steroids if you actually have a real punishment for these people. And maybe that protects the young people. I just, I'm, this ROC thing, I'm just straight up rooting against them every time they're on an event because it's so messed up that they're even allowed to compete. Stinks for the athletes that might happen to be clean. I doubt there's many of them. But I'd rather those people be the ones to suffer than anybody else in the Olympics. I agree. I, I think the Olympics dropped the ball here. I think the Olympics should have banned. I think I don't think the Russian Olympic Committee should be a thing. I think they should. Russia should just not be allowed to participate. When you have what was going on there in the Sochi Olympics uh, with Russia going on, I think I think you look at them and say, you know what? Two Olympic cycles, deuces. We're going to make sure none of these people are back. And if we catch you doing it again, you're done. Look, I I don't know how you have some of the rules you have as the Olympics and they stick so hard to, which are just not big deals. And then this. Oh, like in the summer. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how that works. I don't know how you have. Right. I, I don't know how you have even just some of the things of, you know, why could you Ukrainian run in athlete for the Snoop Dogg committee and still be able to run? Well, and still represent somebody, but instead she doesn't get to even run. And then here these are right. she tests positive. She's still going to compete this week. Well, oh, and then just, also you have a Ukrainian athlete getting in trouble for having a sign that says no, no war. Yeah, I'm like because like it's a political statement, and I'm like, man, that seemed <laughs> to be less. Like to do with the integrity of the game or the competition than somebody testing positive. But, and I'm with you. If, if you had just banned Russia like you should have from the beginning, this 15-year-old girl's not in this terrible situation. Right. Right. It's, it's inappropriate. And, and now she's still competing, which is even more inappropriate. I, I don't root for the Russians in anything. I, I always root against them no matter what the event is. And Ever no, but, since Rocky IV. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but I will say um, the U.S. women's hockey team, they're going to have to avenge a loss to Canada already. Uh, it's going to yeah. be tough. I do love when we play them. That's, yeah. that's an amazing game. Those are professionals, by the way, so I guess you don't want them to be playing. But I like it when our professional women's hockey players are playing Canada's professional women's hockey players. Um, it's way more exciting. Um, but I, I'm looking forward to that. I'm hoping the men can win a gold as well. Uh, we're getting close to that gold medal number I need. Um, the overall medals I'm a little worried about, but it's looking good. We won, a, we won gold in the 500-meter speed skating. Nice. We don't, win, we don't win the medal counts in the Winter Olympics. Mm, no. So, I mean, it'd be nice if we did, but, like, it's usually Germany Sweden, or Norway. In Norway and Germany, yeah. Those, those are the dominant ones. They're really good. What would you do this weekend? Well, I went up to D.C. this weekend, and that was fun. Uh, went up to see my brother, uh, hung out with him. As I mentioned, I did go to George Mason 
this weekend to watch VCU's men play George Mason. Uh, that was a rivalry matchup, and that was uh, interesting. Um, it was homecoming for George Mason, so it was a little more packed uh, than most games there, I think. There was a guy sitting catty corner from me uh, that was a Mason fan, and I was in my VCU hoodie, um, only one in the group I was in um, repping VCU, but there was another VCU fan a few rows behind me. I didn't see him, but I could hear him. And um, there was a George Mason <laughs> fan catty corner to me. I did see him, and I heard him the entire game. Um, but he was screaming, like, top of his lungs from the start. And I just looked at my brother. I was like, no way his voice survives the first half. I was like, he's going <laughs> way too hard in the first two minutes. This is amateur stuff. Every time a whistle blew, I mean, it was – I thought I was at a Hanley High School basketball game. Every time the whistle blew – it was screaming at the officials. Um, at one point, he screamed, who's paying you? I don't think he cared for my brother and I's response of probably the Atlantic 10. Um, but he, um, there was another one where it was hilarious. He thought there was a foul on VCU when they blocked a shot from George Mason. He screams, where's the foul? Other end of the floor. VCU in transition gets fouled, and the VCU fan goes, there it is. <laughs> and, and so he didn't like that. VCU ends up trouncing him. I mean, it was just a game where George Mason just outmatched. Uh, but did that. Then That was on Saturday. Then Sunday went to a Caps game. The Capitals got stomped. Uh, Samsonov, who is Russian, hate him, terrible. The best goalie. Turned into an anti-Russian podcast real quick. Yeah, the best goalie <laughs> on the Capitals was the pipe. It was not Samsonov. I mean, there was one that I just, my brother's laughing because I'm sitting there, the Senators guy's barreling down, shoots, and it hits the pipe. And I was like, well, thank goodness it hit the pipe because Samsonov wasn't going to do anything about it. I mean, he's just, he's just not good. Two of the goals were because, for whatever reason, we thought it would be hilarious to leave it in open ice in the neutral zone so the Senators could get an easy turnover. But then two more of the goals were him just not being very disciplined. And so they lose 4-1 to one, uh, in a disappointing game on Sunday. But I do enjoy uh, hockey games live. Uh, been to a few Caps games, and uh, each one's fun. That's the first time I think they've lost when I've been. So uh, we'll have to see what the future holds, but I think the Caps will go to the playoffs. I don't think they're going to make a lot of noise, though. They need a goalie at the trade deadline in a bad way. Well, I'm glad you had fun up there. I, I like that live hockey game I went to, so I'm going to go again sometime. Yeah. Oh, did Super Bowl stuff, too, with the with the yeah. friends in Maryland. That was good. We had a good. good time. The host bought way too much food. I mean, it was good, good. food. It was good. Um, he did a great job hosting. They did, um, him and his wife. But, yeah, it was one of those that, like, the whole week up, he's like, man, are you guys sure? Like, oh, I don't know if I have enough food. I don't have enough food. And we get there, <laughs> and he's pulling it out. I'm like, dude, there is no way we're going to eat all this. Like, he's got onion rings. He's got giant soft pretzels. He's got four different kinds of wings, pizza, uh, yeah. charcuterie. Uh, crab dip, spinach dip, 
cheese dip, chips, salsa. I mean, then the desserts come out at halftime, and I was like, what are you people doing? And so <laughs> plenty of adult think- beverages. So we were. We were at the experienced McCray's house and uh, my parents there and there was it was a bring bring something along with you uh, deal. We had the right amount of food. I think it was good. There was a little bit left over. I mean, you always you always do. But uh, there was some good stuff there. Potato skins were real good. I like what we brought. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of good stuff. Good chili. Good, good. Uh, pork chili. A good pork chili. Yeah, hmm. I don't have that often. That was no. good. But that's good. Yeah. Um. You talked to me, and I, maybe it went on the podcast. You talked about the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. Yes. Did you watch that? I did. I do not recommend. I didn't like it. Well, you know it was a spoof. Been, it wasn't serious, right? I understand the concept. Of, I don't think they did spoofing well enough. I just don't think they did it well enough. I, I just, thought at the end they got lazy. I, I just like, I didn't, I don't, I'm not telling anybody to watch this thing. Mm. Um, funny enough concept. Uh, some of the humor in there was, you know, like you kind of got to be paying attention a little, you know, watching the screen and, and you'll see some funny things and it's just like real dry. Um, I appreciate that type of humor. Like, um, so, you know, like in the naked gun movies, you have the blatant humor, but then you also have that subtle stuff kind of happen in the background or reactionary or stuff like that. It's, it's that it lives in that area. And I like that kind of humor. Um, there was a TBS show just a couple of years ago, uh, with, uh, a Karen Filippelli that was in it. And, uh, it had that, a lot of that kind of humor. I just didn't think this was very good. I did. Kristen Bell's very likable. Um, but yeah, I just didn't like it. Didn't like it. Do not recommend. Uh, I thought enough of it was funny. I thought at the end they were definitely like over the head. Yeah. This is a spoof, which at, at a certain point I was like, okay, I get it. Um, but even like at episode three, I was like, I don't think this is great. And, but I, you know, I want to see what they do with it. And I think it got worse. I will say you're right. Episode three is when it starts to, starts to go down yeah. a little bit. Um, they had a really good setup, and then yeah, I thought the first two episodes, and that's when I recommended it. Where after the first two episodes, I was like, "This is kind of good." And then, yeah, then I watched. It was funny after I said that that night. I watched episode three, and I was like, "Uh oh." Yeah. yeah, it kind of steadily declined. The humor and then the end, was, it was like, like a lot over the top. Less after that, like it was a lot less smart after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. What else have you been watching? Well, I haven't watched it yet, but what you know that. I, what I know that you need to know is that we are going to have Champions League soccer this week. It's going to be huge. We get back into Champions League soccer, and it's a big moment for a lot of big clubs. Right now, Manchester City, according to 538, is the best chance to win. But 538 has always said that Manchester City has the best chance to win this tournament, and somehow they never do. So... It'll be interesting to see if they can do it this time. I'm I'm thinking they might not. They'll get out of this round. They're playing Sporting CP out of Portugal. They'll be fine. They'll get out of the round of 16. PSG and Real Madrid, that's uh, going to be on Tuesday as well. First legs coming up. Uh, I like PSG to advance out of that fixture. When we look at the other fixtures on Wednesday, you've got FC Salzburg. They're going up against Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich will smash them uh and then you have inter milan from italy 
and Liverpool. Liverpool will advance out of that fixture. And then uh, you go to the next week where we get to the other teams. You have Chelsea and Lole. Chelsea should advance. I say should because they are the better team, but there are there have been a few times this season when they have just really surprised in bad ways. Juventus will beat Villarreal. Uh, Manchester United and Atletico Madrid. I actually like Atletico Madrid to advance. Manchester United is fake. They're not playing well. There is a lot of problems there at that club uh, in terms of coaching and chemistry and all kinds of stuff. One of the more interesting ones is going to be Benfica and Ajax uh, because neither one of those teams is from... (laughs) One of the more interesting things will be two things you've never heard said before. Well, and... (laughs) Because neither team is from one of the power leagues, so this should be right up your alley, Leland. Did you just sneeze? I like I've never heard of those words before. But this should be right up your alley. These aren't the best teams. They're not even in the best leagues, so you'll love this. Oh, um, no, it's professional sports. When I'm watching professional sports, I'm, yeah, I'm but fine it's not. They're not the best ones at it, so it, you'll love it. Because um, I know you hate when the best are playing. So Benfica well, if you and you demand Ajax, the best play, and why do you want? The Sun Belt champion, a guaranteed a spot. Because I think if you're going to have that conference, then they should be in it. Just like I think if the NFL is going to have eight divisions, each division champion should be in it. Um, but Benfica and Ajax are, are playing. No, I'm right. You're wrong. It's fine. Um, Ajax, I, I think Ajax will win. Ajax is a team that made a deep run in the Champions League last year. They were the Cinderella last year. They should advance here, but because it's the only matchup featuring teams that aren't with both teams not uh, from one of the top leagues in Europe, that's why it's interesting. You do have a couple other ones. I mentioned Salzburg and Sporting CP. Both of those teams expected to be crashing out of the tournament. So one team will probably be left that isn't from one of the top five leagues in Europe after this round. Okay. What is up with these World Cup games, like World Cup qualifiers? They start the games, and then during the game, they stop it because of COVID test results and abandon the game, and then they have to come back and play it. Like, wouldn't it just be smarter if you just wait to start a game until you have COVID test results? Well, like how how within – I mean, the games only last an hour and a half, two hours of of real lifetime. mm -hmm. Like – couldn't if that's a like we don't have the results yet but we'll have them in 45 minutes couldn't you just delay the game 45 minutes and use some sense um you'd have to ask Ball. so that is the south american soccer organization governing body um because it was argentina and brazil it was actually the two best teams in, in even more in reason not just mess around classification like, just do it right yeah, uh, they ended up stopping it in the middle of the game because, yeah, if they didn't have players. If you're ever going to stop so. the game because of COVID, then don't start the game without yeah, I knowing what you are with COVID. I think it's weird. It's like the World Series I, two years I, ago when Justin Turner was pulled off the field in the middle of the game. They're like, oh, he tested positive for COVID. And I was like, that's weird. Why was he out on the field for six innings? Like, right. Right. it just doesn't make sense to me. They came so. back out to celebrate, though, too, so – yeah, I just, I, I'm you with you. I, I don't have an answer. And when I saw that across the bottom line tonight, I was like, that's kind of weird. Why would you do that? 
Uh, but I don't get it. And it's just like, okay, it, let's debate on whether you should or shouldn't play. No, let's not. I, I'm not debating that. I'm saying if you ever are not going to play it because of COVID, then don't start it without knowing where you sit with COVID. It just seems yep. that simple. Agreed. And like with all the money in the world that these for World Cup, like you have a system set up where the tests are going to be taken. They're going to get results in the amount of time. Like, make sure, just, just make sure that's tight. Make sure you're going to make it. And if you don't, then you're delaying the game. I bet you people stick around and play the game. Like, I don't know. I just don't get it. All right. Um, Steve won the Yahoo Pick'ems. Uh, I, I think you were thinking that was going to finish differently because of tiebreaker procedures. I have no idea what the tiebreaker procedures are. But there's a one beside Steve and a two beside you. But you guys finished with the same amount of wins. So I had fewer Steve, losses, but somehow Steve wins in a tiebreaker. So Steve you know. Cash gets to come on here. Even if you would have been on the number one spot, Steve Cash still comes on. So the reward is awarded either way here. And so we'll get him here on in the next couple of weeks. He's a Commander fan and a very big Virginia Tech fan. So uh, we'll we'll see his thoughts on that. And uh, we'll go from there. But next week we also have region brackets so i know you'll wrap us up with with how to listen make sure you don't miss that but next week we could talk about these region tournaments we know how 3c gets laid out uh we know how 1b will be so um yeah it'll be a lot of fun to talk about next week i know uh bull run is running their district tournament right now that east rock is likely to dominate and you also would expect east rock to dominate that region but uh so like the postseason play I wish we still had district tournaments, especially now that we have an Augusta County solidified district. I, I, I'd like them to maybe work that back in. I know they're all going to go separate places, but I still think it would be cool to have a district tournament. I do too. It's one of those things that, you know, it's just tradition. You're used to it. Yeah, we got away from it. Let's, let's try to bring it back. Let's and, bring and it back. you know, I think when the Shenandoah district, they used to like host it at EMU or – uh, the Valley District had some Valley dis- uh, uh, up at the Convo at JMU, like in some big times. And I know there's financial things. Just, you know, if we have everybody inside, inside Augusta County, figure out which gyms can handle it and then just cycle it around those gyms. You know, it seems like the Draft, Riverheads, Fort, you know, those newer gyms can handle it. Maybe well maybe it's too much for Waynesboro right now. Maybe I, or maybe not. And, well and maybe Stanton. I don't know. But like figure it out. Figure out which ones are eligible and then cycle it and just trade it off. Do the girls at one place, the boys at another place, and cycle through. I agree. I think that's that makes a lot of sense, and I would like to see them do that. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. We should mention that uh, despite Major League Baseball lockout, there will be universal DH if they ever start playing baseball again. Yeah, I'm fine. I am too. I know a lot of people aren't, but um, – I guess if you don't like the universal DH, what I would tell you is as cool as it is when Madison Bumgarner hits a home run, um, the other 1,000 at-bats that feature a pitcher in between those um, are boring as hell, and I'm so glad I don't have to watch them anymore. So uh, I'm glad that we will get rid of that useless at-bat, and the league will have everyone in the league playing with the same rules. Um, it's another job for half the league. I don't. I. I don't know why it took this long, for the because dinosaurs. Because dinosaurs. Yeah. And oh, it's cool. It's it's part of the quirkiness of baseball. The different rules. Yeah, no, man. Gosh, I would. You know what? I wish the NFL would say. You know what? 
on fourth down, if you go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, on fourth down, (laughs) if you go for it, the punter has to be your quarterback. I hate I hate when Patrick Mahomes is out there. I want to see if the Chiefs punter can throw that amateur out there. Let's throw somebody out of the stands. Yeah, you have to put a fan (laughs) from the stands in there and see what happens. See if he can throw it to Tyreek Hill. Like, no. So um I am so happy that the Major League Baseball has gotten rid of the stupid thing where half the league played with different rules. Which also means in the World Series, the National League loses its advantage. Like, they're not going to have that advantage of, all oh, the American League's not going to have this player yeah. that has been counted on. Go sit down, on. David Ortiz. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, go sit down, Hall of Famer. Um, we want to put in, we want to see this guy who's batting zero five four for his life instead. Uh, but, yeah, so it that is good. Um it doesn't seem like they're going to play baseball, so maybe none of this matters, and maybe the sport will kill itself because the owners and the players can't get to an agreement, and um, that's fascinating. Hey, they'll still have minor league baseball. They don't have to pay them until the, to actually play games. So. Well, and my goodness, <laughs> you should have seen some of that. Goodness. Yeah, the, well, do we have to pay minor leaguers who are coming to spring training? I was like, it's yes. A, it's, it's like for exposure, like, you know, Create me this art. Write a song for me for free just so you get exposure. Here, baseball, come to our great training facilities and be associated with our team name for free so that then you might be ready for the season. Come on, guys. Come on. Then don't sell a ticket. Then don't sell a ticket. And Rob Manfred, I know his job is to be a meat shield for the owners. But for him to say being an MLB owner is riskier than being in the stock market was amazing. And by that, I mean amazingly stupid. I could not remember believe. remember in 1920 when all the major league franchises just lost all their value. Oh, that didn't happen? Oh, okay. My bad. I mean, just. The Yankees were, were expensive then and now? What? Oh, okay. Who's paying? Like when a stadium gets built, who pays for it? Not the owner. The city pays for it. You don't pay for anything but the payroll. That's it. Who's and they the last make... owner that took a bath? Like nobody. That's the thing. Everyone's Never. value is up. It's You're so the insane. Pittsburgh Pirates owner could sell that team and make a whole load of money. There is not a professional sports team that will sell for under a billion dollars. Don't tell me it's a bad investment. The Kansas City Royals sold for a billion dollars. That franchise shouldn't be worth anything. They've had one good season in 40 years. I mean, look look at the Denver Broncos. They're going to sell for $4 billion. Don't tell me owning a professional sports franchise is some money pit. If it was, there wouldn't be a group trying to buy one for $4 billion. Also, when you ask the owners to open up their books, they're like, no, no, we can't do that. That messes up our plan of telling you how poor we are. Um, I mean, maybe he's just cluing people into like that they are actually going to run this game into the ground and it is going to be worthless. Like maybe that, maybe he's just like, you know like, what? Hey, no, okay. <laughs> yeah, if you kill it yourself, though, but then it's not really you risking anything. It's just you saying, I don't want to play anymore. Implementing the plan, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really like the pilot's like, man, you know, it's really hard to. Man, Something well, is they'll still just write it off. Oh, business loss. You yeah, know, no that's the thing. Yeah, 
<laughs> They're not paying taxes. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> make sure you follow us on Twitter at Yak Sports Pod, Facebook Yak Sports Pod, or email us yaksportspod at gmail.com. Political and financial on this one. That's good. Ukraine, we don't like war. Yeah, Ukraine's we next like week. Uh, subscribe on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Make sure you're telling your friends. Uh, we probably won't get to the Ukraine topic next week either, but um, you know, if we do, you don't want to miss it for sure. But make sure you're listening to get the latest on Augusta County high school sports, as well as these college basketball seasons in men's and women's basketball as it winds up. It's getting to the exciting part of those seasons. We'll be talking about that for sure. And, uh, I mean, yeah, it's going to be full-on hockey time too. So get ready for that as we approach the Stanley Cup playoffs push. Hey, we got out of here with no F1 or no Wordle, so I'm happy. Well, uh, see you next week. Thank you for bringing that up. The New York Times has changed it. It's so much worse. That was the cut. That was the cut line. (laughs) And F1, they're revealing all their cars. That's been pretty cool. That was the cut line. We're out. Now we're out. You've been listening to Yak Sports, your Augusta County sports podcast.